Hi guys, this is FJ back with another episode of today's podcast. As I promised you guys last time, today's podcast is going to be on Afghanistan and solely on Afghanistan. So here I am. Uh, I'm going to discuss two uh, main things in today's podcast. The first thing is the current uh, situation in Afghanistan um, in regards to the implementation of the Hadil. And the second point is uh, kind of related to um the overall um point of view uh, you can say uh, a point of view that is uh, very prevalent um not just in pakistan i would say but also in 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 uh, many muslim circles and that point of view is that americans have lost in afghanistan so is that true or not So these are the two things that I'm going to discuss in today's podcast. Let me just quickly dive into this uh, with the first point uh, that I want to discuss: the current situation. Now, the current situation in Afghanistan obviously does not look very good. Um, Taliban have not yet officially announced their spring offensive. Um, there's also uh, this belief. Uh, among some journalists i would say uh, some analysts actually um, some afghanistan watchers you can say that uh, taliban might have already launched their spring offensive without officially announcing it right um, but of course i i do not really agree with this point of view i don't think that taliban have yet uh, announced their spring offensive uh, they might do that they might not do that but we'll see but just to be very clear that uh, taliban attacks in afghanistan are continuing um they are not really carrying out major attacks anymore um at least not after the signing of the doha deal um but they are still um carrying out attacks and uh these are obviously attacks of um uh medium intensity a lot of those attacks are of low intensity you can say um but yeah those attacks are still going on and the afghan government has been uh calling repeatedly on the taliban to reduce uh, this this uh, violence uh but the problem is that um the doha deal uh is a step by step agreement and it never said anything about taliban reducing violence if even the first step like of the doha deal has not been implemented we have to be very clear about this the prisoner release which was supposed to be the first step of the doha deal it has not been implemented it was supposed to be implemented um in the first two weeks of march but um thanks to the um, all the hurdles that that were created by the afghan government um just today afghan national security council said that they have released 1000 uh, taliban prisoners and so taliban must now show their commitment but the problem is that the doha deal talks of 5000 taliban prisoners that were supposed to be released and if you are just going to release 1000 taliban prisoners and say that look we did our part then i don't think that that that's going to um 
that's going to be accepted by the Taliban or even by the Americans, to be honest. Um, this is also why uh, Mr. Esper recently said uh, he, 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 he was talking about Afghanistan war and he literally equated the Afghan government and the Taliban. And I've seen that happening the first time since this whole war started. Uh, Mr. Asper equating both the Taliban and the Afghan government, I think it shows us that, you know, where Americans stand at this point. Um, you also have to keep one thing in mind that American establishment is largely divided, right? There are two uh, views, point of views, um, in the American establishment. Uh, the first view is that Americans should not leave or withdraw from Afghanistan anytime soon, right? That's the, that's the first view. Uh, the second view is that Americans should be pulling out of Afghanistan by 2021, maximum by 2021. Um, the Trump administration is uh, completely aligned with this uh, second point of view um, of course there are a lot of interests in America uh, which simply do not want to see this war come to an end right but that's that's another story uh, the thing is that at this point Americans really cannot do much other than try to probably convince Afghan government to stop creating problems um, they might uh, do some arm twisting. I think some of that has already been done by Americans uh, when they blocked that aid. Some of that aid that they blocked very recently. Um, so the thing is that, but this is this is this is the best that Americans can do, other than you know completely withdrawing from Afghanistan uh, unilaterally, right? Um, because at the end of the day, you have to keep one thing in mind that <clears throat> Afghan government and, you know, all the problems that, 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 that are being created by the Afghan government, um, you have to keep this thing in mind that these are the people who have fought against the Taliban uh, for uh, a long, long time, right? I mean, you have Afghan intelligence, the NDS, you have Afghan army. Um, they have fought against the Taliban for almost two decades now. Um, they have lost their family members, their their uh, friends, their loved ones at the hands of the Taliban. Um, a lot of these people, they have given, uh, you know, uh, very harsh statements against the Taliban. Some of them, they have been accused by the Taliban of um, crimes against civilians, you know. Taliban have, have said this in their uh, some of their statements as well. So to expect these people to magically forget all of that and reconcile and sit on the same table and share the same food, I mean, that's just, that's just very far-fetched, you know, things do not work that way. Just because Americans want it to happen doesn't mean that it's going to happen very easily, right? So it's going to take a lot of effort, to be honest. And uh, so let's see. Let's see um, where this whole thing goes. Um, right now, um, 
Awan government, a lot of people in the Awan government, they are still unwilling to reconcile with the Taliban. Um, they want America to turn their guns towards Pakistan because they blame Pakistan um, for uh, Taliban. And uh, so, so that's, that's, that's what's happening. At the same time, uh, as I've said before as well, that Taliban and the Awan government, they have been accusing each other um, very often. I mean, twice, sometimes four times um, a week, sometimes like almost every day. Um, they have been accusing each other of causing civilian casualties. Um, they used to do that before the Doha deal got signed. But now it has just become part of their information propaganda war from both sides again. And so these civilian casualties, some of them, you know, they, they can be verified. Some of some of these claims, they are accurate. Some are not so accurate. Some are just partially accurate. Some are complete lies, right? So we have to uh, look at these claims on... Um, case-by-case basis, we really can't generalize and say that, you know, one side is causing more civilian casualties or we just can't blame one side, right? We have to take uh, a look at these, all of these cases um, on an individual basis. So uh, the current situation in Afghanistan is, um, as far as uh, the Taliban and the Americans are concerned, the Doha deal stands strong. Uh, the Taliban and Americans are pretty much on the same page. The problem that is coming uh, from, uh, you know, the source of the problem right now is, is the Awan government. Um, not not the whole Awan government, but obviously um, some people, I would say, in the Awan government. Uh, and I can understand that. Like I said, you know, these are the people who have fought against the Taliban for a long time. And to expect them to just, you know, completely forget about all of that, you know, all of that bloodshed that they have seen, they, they have lost their family members, their loved ones, their friends, and you can't really expect them to forget all of that and, you know, come to uh, sit and, you know, share the same table with the Taliban. I mean, that's that's just wishful thinking at this point. So I think this is going to take a lot of more effort, but you have to keep also just, just one critical thing in mind that for Americans, Americans don't give a shit about all of this. For Americans, their interests are the supreme. Um, uh, their their interests are supreme to them, and that's the most important thing for them. And if, if America wants to get out of Afghanistan in whatever way, right? First of all, you have to keep one thing in mind that Americans will not be leaving Afghanistan like completely. They will maintain some kind of presence in Afghanistan. Um, Americans will probably maintain a couple of military bases. They will maintain um, counterintelligence, counterterrorism presence, probably some advisors, right? So that presence will remain there. But the larger American presence will obviously, you know, it will it will uh, eventually disappear. Um, but like I said, for Americans, their interests are supreme to them and nothing else. So even if they have to ally with the Taliban in the future, they will happily do that. Uh, they won't see it as a problem if that means uh, protecting American interests in Afghanistan. So 
I don't think we should, uh, any of us, we should, you know, we should be under any kind of illusion that um, America will never ally with the Taliban. If America can sit at the same table with the Taliban, if American uh, leaders, for example, Mr. Pompeo, if, if he can shake hands <laughs> with the Taliban leaders, <laughs> then what's left, right? So you have to keep this thing in mind that for Americans, their interests are supreme and uh, they will want to protect their own interests uh, first and foremost at any cost and uh, I don't necessarily agree completely with the American approach like I said that is very it is very unrealistic to to expect you know um, these people because you also have to understand that you know Afghanistan is a tribal society uh, they will probably continue to fight each other long after Americans are gone you know um, so you really can't expect them to, you know, reconcile and, you know, just move towards peace because that's just wishful thinking. That's probably never going to happen anyway. So Americans will obviously look out for their own interests and they will want uh, regional powers, including Taliban, to work towards protection of American interests. Now, one thing is, is very key to American interests, and that is to make sure that Afghanistan does not turn into a safe haven of, of, for, for global jihadists again in the future. That is very critical to American interests. And um, Americans will not only want Taliban to make sure that that does not happen, but they will also probably want Pakistan and India, um, as well as probably Russia, or you can probably add Iran to that list as well to make sure that that does not happen, right? Uh, but yeah, let's see. Let's see where this goes. The deal, the Doha deal stands strong as far as Taliban and Americans are concerned. Um, we might see some more arm twisting by the American side targeting the Awan government. We might see that. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so far, uh, the prisoner release um, is still a problem. Americans have failed to deliver on that. Um, they were supposed to uh, guarantee the release of 5,000 Taliban prisoners. That has not happened. So I think that's, that's going to be a key issue in the next coming you know, weeks. And uh, we will see how this works out. But now I want to quickly jump towards the uh, second point that I want to discuss in today's podcast. Um, a lot of people uh, claim that the American side lost in Afghanistan. Um, I don't agree with that view, obviously. This, this view is very prevalent in, 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 in Pakistan as well as in, in Islamist circles, um, you know, Muslim societies, uh, like I said, not just Pakistan, not even just Asian societies, even in the Middle East and, you know, the, the Middle Eastern Islamic, uh, Islamist circles. Uh, this, this view is very uh, common. You will hear a lot of people claim that, you know, Americans have been defeated in Afghanistan and, you know, it's such a, sh- uh, such a shame and so on. But like I said, I don't agree with that view because people, you know, a lot of people have this, uh, this problem of, of, you know, short-term memory. People have forgotten that Americans never came to Afghanistan to defeat the Taliban. That was never the American goal. Um, if, if you look back, 
you know, um, at the time when this whole thing started, Americans asked the Taliban to hand over Osama bin Laden. The Taliban refused to do that. They said that he's our guest, and our, our culture, our honor code uh, demands that we protect him. So Americans uh, started a war. They expected to capture or kill Osama bin Laden within weeks, but obviously that did not happen. Um, thanks to some regional bars. I'm not going to take those names, but yeah, everybody knows which bars are those um, which protected Osama bin Laden uh, to be used as a bargain chip, bargaining chip uh, for, for, you know, for, for later use. Um, but the point is that Americans came to Afghanistan to fight and to defeat Al-Qaeda, and to kill or capture Osama bin Laden, right? Americans managed to largely uh, eradicate uh, the presence of Al-Qaeda from Afghanistan. Americans won the Afghan war the day they entered Pakistan and killed Osama bin Laden. That was the day when Americans won the um, the Afghan war. So, if somebody today says that Americans have lost in Afghanistan, I think they they simply do not have any idea of what they are talking about. Um, Americans obviously did not lose in Afghanistan. Americans won in Afghanistan. They they achieved their primary objective. That was their primary objective to eradicate Al Qaeda and to kill or capture Osama bin Laden, and they achieved both of those um, primary objectives. So that's about it. Um, I don't think that Americans lost; they won in Afghanistan. Now, after the killing of Osama bin Laden, Americans, uh, you know, they they have faced one issue, and that issue was that they wanted to find a way to withdraw from Afghanistan um, in a way that would ensure that Afghanistan does not turn into a safe haven for global jihadists again and also in a way that would provide America with um, with a you know, you know, we you can say with a with a not so uh, humiliating exit, because even Americans understand that what's the popular public opinion in the Muslim countries, especially in Asia, and Americans understand that uh, if they were to pull out, um, you know, um, right after killing Osama bin Laden. If they were to pull out all of a sudden, um, without uh, you know reaching some kind of um, understanding with the Taliban, then uh, you know the popular opinion will be that Americans have lost in Afghanistan, and so that was not the ideal way to do go, to to go about it, right? So Americans have largely struggled with that um, safe exit strategy. And that's where Pakistan comes in. Um, the, the pressure that we've seen on Pakistan, uh, you know, um, from the American side, 
in the last 10 years or so that pressure was part of uh, this 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 very thing that uh, Americans knew since day one that it is it is mainly Pakistan which could you know provide America with um, with a safe exit and uh, all of that pressure finally worked and Pakistan finally gave in and uh, finally agreed to um, to bring Taliban to the uh, negotiation uh, table and uh, to um, to basically try to protect American interests as much as possible, right? Uh, the the key disagreement has always been that how much Pakistan would go, how far would Pakistan go to um, to protect uh, American interests, right? And for that, obviously, that meant Pakistan would would need to uh, bulldoze, you can say, the interests of the Taliban, and uh, that's pretty much what uh, what 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 the Pakistan establishment has has done uh, over the last few years. Uh, they have protected American interests to a great extent. Um, they have convinced Taliban to um, to you know to to give up on some of their um, key uh, demands. Well, you know, uh, I mean, at this point, Taliban are ready to take aid for America from America. Uh, at this point, Taliban are ready to accept uh, some kind of American military presence in Afghanistan. Um, and that is thanks to Pakistan, because this is something that is, is you know, that is that has faced and that will continue to face quite a bit of opposition from Taliban's own um, commanders, you know, within their own ranks. Um, there is going to be a lot of opposition uh, to you know towards some of these things. Um, but like I said, credit goes to Pakistan for pushing Taliban to the extent that they agreed. To give in um, as, as far as some of these issues are concerned. So, um, coming back to the point, Americans did not lose in Afghanistan. Americans achieved um, almost all, um, all of their goals, all of their objectives um, in Afghanistan, and um, now um, they don't need uh, such a large uh, military presence. Uh, in Afghanistan because they can really use that military presence in other regions and uh, but like I said American presence in Afghanistan will continue into the uh, you know uh, future and uh, if, if anybody thinks that American presence will simply vanish overnight from Afghanistan obviously that's not gonna happen so so I mean, you know, if, if Americans would have wanted to defeat Taliban, the first thing Americans would have done was to um, designate the one Taliban as a terrorist organization, as a foreign terrorist organization, FTO. But uh, Americans obviously never did that. And that should be enough to tell us that what Americans really wanted uh, out of Afghanistan. And like I said, their, prime, their primary objective um, was to defeat Al-Qaeda and to kill or capture Osama bin Laden. Of course, it's another story that it took them so long to find Osama bin Laden, um, thanks to, again, like I said, uh, certain regional powers. But, um, but yeah, they finally did it. They finally killed him right under their noses. 
Um, and yeah, here we are. So, so anyway, um, the future in Afghanistan right now is, 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 you know, it's pretty unpredictable, I would say. Um, there are a lot of, uh, you know, vested interests um, that want different things out of Afghanistan right now. And uh, uh, they have been playing their own games. And Afghanistan is obviously part of uh, the larger, uh, you know, the larger game in the region. And uh, it's, it's not just Pakistan. It's not just America that is involved in Afghanistan. There are so many other uh, states and vested interests that are currently involved in Afghanistan and that will continue to be involved in Afghanistan even after Americans are long gone. So, so considering all of that, the situation in Afghanistan will obviously, you know, it, it will continue to be uh, unpredictable. But we can at least say for now that the Afghanistan, uh, the Doha deal that was signed uh, between Taliban and uh, the United States of America, it stands strong um, as far as both the sides are concerned. Um, the Awan government and many people in the Awan government, for example, in the NDS, in the Awan army, many people will continue to create hurdles in the implementation um, of the deal. But we will see, um, you know, how, how well those hurdles work in stopping the implementation of the deal, we will see. Uh, right now, I can say that um, one Taliban's um, spring offensive uh, might be launched. In case if it is launched, uh, it would be against uh, Afghan government forces. It will not be against uh, NATO, US Army. Um, so, but like I said, we are not even completely sure at this point that you know whether Taliban will launch their spring offensive officially or or they won't so we'll just have to wait and see anyway guys so this was uh, my today's brief on Afghanistan um, as you all know that I, uh, I I've been covering the Afghanistan war pretty consistently um, since last uh, few years I would say um, um, that's the stuff that I tweet, um, you know, uh, on my timeline about the Awan war. Um, that stuff is mainly uh, meant to, you know, educate uh, my audience. Um, but very few people know this, that I also compiled reports for some of my private clients. Um, as you all know that I, I have my own organization, my own counterterrorism organization, and I am the guy who basically looks after the um, South Asia desk uh, for my organization. And uh, apart from that, I also compile repos for some of my private clients, right? Uh, there are some interests out there who are interested to know what's going on in Afghanistan, what's the current situation, what's, what's going to be the future situation on the ground. Um, interests like NGOs, interests like investment firms, right? Um, so I, I, I have, uh, you know, my private clients and I compile uh, reports uh, for my private clients um, on the Afghanistan war. Um, and that is why I keep a very sharp eye on what's going on in Afghanistan. So anyway, I'll be back soon with another episode of my podcast. 
and uh, this Afghanistan war i will continue to um, you know uh, brief you guys about this uh, war um, in 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 my future podcasts uh, this will be um, an ongoing thing with me so look out for that talk to you guys soon take care bye bye